But first, Illinois will soon ban advertisements for guns that are allegedly marketed to kids, militants, or anyone planning on using a firearm illegally. Governor J.B. Pritzker has already promised to sign this legislation into law. Gun rights advocates are calling it vague and say it violates the right to own guns and free speech. To get the latest on the effort and to learn more about the plan, we're joined now by Senate President Don Harmon of the 39th District, who sponsored the legislation. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So, Senator, how exactly will the bill work? Well, it's really much more simple than it might sound at first. Illinois has long had a consumer fraud and deceptive business practices law on the books that allows the state to hold accountable businesses that defraud consumers or engage in deceptive uh, uh, marketing plans, for instance. Uh, At the same time, the NRA in Washington convinced Congress to pass a law that shields gun manufacturers and gun sellers from liability. Uh, there's a, an exception. If the state law expressly includes uh, firearms, then state action can move forward. So that's what we've done with this law, is we have simply expressly included guns in the existing uh, Consumer Fraud and Deceptive Business Practices Act to make sure the state can hold accountable manufacturers and sellers who are engaging in these sorts of deceptive practices or marketing campaigns that clearly target people who can't or shouldn't have weapons. And so we fully understand where you're coming from here, Senator. How do you know that firearm ads are targeting kids in the first place? Well, if you if you look at some of the ads, it's pretty obvious. I'm looking at an ad here um, that markets the We One Tactical JR-15 rifle, Get them One Like Yours, um, imprinted on the stock of the rifle, there's actually a baby skull and crossbones with a pacifier. If that's not marketing to children, uh, I'm not entirely sure what would be. So this effort, uh, is it going to be more proactive then than reactive? I, 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 it would give the state tools. It would give the attorney general in particular the tools to look at this uh, flight of advertisements, whether they're advertising uh, guns for children or encouraging uh, paramilitary uh, operations, uh, and and just give the Attorney General's office the tools to intervene. And and the most important thing is to stop the sorts of advertisements from from continuing, uh, and that would uh, give the Attorney General the tool to do that. Is it deceptive, though? I mean, because it seems pretty clear from what you just described that they do want kids to have guns. They do. They clearly are are trying to create a... uh, uh, the n- next generation of firearm owners, I, I would I would l- draw the parallel to the r- restrictions we place on advertisements uh, of uh, liquor or cigarettes. Uh, we don't allow uh, those to be advertised in ways that are put in front of children. So um, it, it seems like an important step to expand that universe to include firearms. The company that created the JR-15, uh, it- it's called uh, We One Tactical, as you mentioned. It is based here in Illinois. And I do have a little clip here of someone from the company talking about how they created the gun with safety, education, and tradition in mind. Let's listen. Safety, we have a patented redundant safety. Mm-hmm. It allows for one more step for the training adult. Sure. So one more step prior to going live. Absolutely. Education, it allows for a properly sized platform that will put the uh, first time shooter in control with added confidence and tradition. We've been passing down the love of shooting sports and hunting to our next generations for many centuries. And we'd like a safe platform to do that for our youth. 
So, Senator, your thoughts on that? They're, they're talking about taking the extra steps to make sure that the firearm is safer for young people to use, whether it is for sport or, or hunting. You know, I, I confess, I grew up in a community where guns weren't common. Uh, the police officers carried weapons. We didn't see them otherwise. Uh, but it, serving in Springfield, serving with people from across the state, I recognize that there are other parts of our communities where there's a proud tradition of firearm ownership, where uh, parents teach their children responsible gun ownership, uh, used as a tool for hunting or sport shooting. Uh, that's fine. No one's trying to interfere with that. Uh, advertisements with uh, a child sitting cross-legged on the floor with a adult assault weapon across his lap, that probably doesn't pass the smell test. Branding your guns with skulls and crossbones sucking on pacifiers, I don't know that that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the proud American tradition of teaching your child how to shoot for sport. You likened this, uh, this legislation earlier to uh, what's happened in the past, going after industries like tobacco and, and, and vaping companies, and, and their targeted advertising. Uh, did that work? Did that make an impact on minors actually consuming those products? And will uh, it work for this firearm industry as well, you think? Uh, it, it, it's hard to tell. I think if you look at cigarettes, uh, the use is clearly on the decline. They, they don't seem to be that cool among um, my kids and, and their peers. So I think it is in, in the long term it has bent the scale. Uh, I, I think vaping, maybe the jury's still out, but there seems to be a pretty significant decline uh, in recent years. So I, I do think when we, when, we, when we don't market these things as attractive or cool to to people whose brains are still being formed, we have a fighting chance to let them make a rational decision as uh, young adults. We focus a lot on the uh, advertising to, to kids, but where's the advertising to militants part of this legislation stemming from? And, and what does advertising to militants look like? Uh, again, we, we, we look through some of those ads. There There is a clear um, effort to, to try to create uh, the, the notion that you're arming the uh, uh, the the, uh, the the paramilitary groups. There there's an ad I'm looking at now for the urban super sniper rifle. I'm not sure why anyone needs a sniper rifle in an urban setting. I'm not sure why anyone uh, any civilian needs a sniper rifle. To be to to be fair, um, but you, you you compound this with you know images of people in dark clothing patrolling urban streets. Uh, it, it it's just a tinderbox to. Um, uh, some fantasy of a of a of a, uh, a new American revolution. I'm I'm just not entirely sure why that's the advertising theme we should be encouraging. To that end, gun rights advocates they're they're criticizing the legislation and saying that not only is it uh, a vague decree, but uh, they say that it infringes on Second Amendment rights by infringing on First Amendment rights, namely free speech. What do you say to that? Uh, there is no infringement on the Second Amendment right here to, to buy or to, to uh, possess a firearm. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about the commercial aspects of selling weapons to people who shouldn't have them. Um, free speech is, is uh, not without limitations. Uh, and, and there's a much longer tradition of, of limiting uh, free speech to responsible ways from the, the original, you can't, shell, uh, you can't shout uh, fire in a crowded theater, to uh, everyday restrictions on marketing beer and wine and liquor and cigarettes. When are we expecting the governor to sign this into law? 
uh, not entirely sure, but the uh, the calendar is working in our favor. I expect it will uh, it will be on the on his desk very soon here. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and that is Senator Don Harmon representing the 39th district. We've been talking about a law that's on its way to being signed by Governor Pritzker, aiming to ban advertising of guns to kids or militants. Thanks so much for checking in with us, Senator. Thanks for having me. We'll continue the conversation and turn now to UChicago psychology professor Catherine Kinsler, who's also the author of How You Say It, Why You Talk the Way You Do, and What It Says About You. Welcome to Reset, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. So your book, uh, it explores how speech creates social bias, starting from the point of view of children. I'm curious what you make of this effort to ban firearm advertising to kids. You know, I think that when we're thinking about what kids are um, taking in about the world, it's really important to be aware of the way that kids learn and that they internalize values that are, you know, all around them. Um, I think it's probably not controversial to say that we have an incredibly tragic problem with gun violence in this country. You know, I say that as a, not really as a developmental psychology professor, but more as a parent and a human. Um, And I think we have a lot of evidence to suggest that kids are learning a lot from their environments and that, um, you know, we want to think about what we're showing them because we as adults are the ones who are teaching them. Yeah. So do you think advertising, does that really work? on kids? You know, I think probably, uh, I'm sure there's a, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's a bigger picture conversation to be had about, uh, you know, restricting guns as opposed to restricting advertising about guns. Um, but, you know, in the, in the world in which we're really just discussing the possibility of restricting advertising, I have to say that, you know, the, the, the scene that, um, that Don Harmon laid out of, you know, showing kids something that sounds like it's really glorifying violence. It's really depicting something that might contribute to a feeling of normalcy around, you know, holding an assault rifle as a child. I have to think that that is, you know, it sounds better to be avoided to me. Yeah. So what changes do you think are needed in in marketing practices when advertisements are targeting kids or the parents of kids? What should those folks keep in mind. I think it's probably good to think about your child as being a little statistical calculator who's out in the world um, picking up on different messages that they see. And so, you know, you might think, okay, I just saw this this one kind of thing once, and that's fine. Um, but if you're sort of inundated with, um, you know, messages that say might pair a particular group of people in a certain way, um, that's sort of how stereotypes and biases can spread in uh, really subtle ways, but yet ways that are reflected in kids' minds. Because kids are paying attention, and they are able able to compute, um, you know, patterns and probabilities that they see in their environment that they're presented with. So based on the on those thoughts, do you think banning advertising, like what's trying to be done here with this legislation, do you think that would make a difference? I think it certainly couldn't hurt. Yeah. What other potential dangers uh, of advertising 
should parents be looking out for, aside from guns? Yeah. You know, it's hard for parents to be doing this work in many ways. You know, I think that parents, um, parents have a lot on on their shoulders that a lot of things that they're that they're trying to manage. Um, And so I think it's great to be aware of what your child is learning and be, you know, kind of aware and attentive to what they're learning. But parents can't do everything. You know, this is why we need uh, law and policymakers and educational systems and institutions, um, because really parents can't, you know, can't constrain all the input that their kids are learning because their kids live in the real world. We'll leave it there. We've been talking to Katherine Kinsler, who's professor of psychology at the University of Chicago and author of the book, How You Say It, Why You Talk the Way You Do and What It Says About You. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.